Welcome to the What If I Fly podcast. My name is Chloe Megan. I'm a registered nurse, mom, certified personal trainer, and your new bestie when it comes to all things personal development, leadership, business, health, and fitness. I'm obsessed with helping you live authentically and lead fearlessly. I'm going to teach you how to address challenges with confidence, thrive outside of your comfort zone, chase your dreams, and crush your goals, even if it means doing it scared. You already have everything required to soar. All you need is a little push, and I'm calling first dibs. Let's get started. Welcome back, my beautiful frequent flyers. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart because growing up, I quite literally had zero of these, and that would be boundaries. Saying no is your greatest act of self-love. And I really, I really want to get right into it because the strongest way that we can show others how to treat us is going to be through our boundaries. Letting them know what is and what isn't okay. Saying no to requests that we don't feel like we should be accepting. Just overall, having the courage and the bravery and the self-awareness and the discipline to have those boundaries in place. It is so crucial to protect not only your inner peace, but to also protect your space, to signify what you believe in and what you don't and being able to say, I'm okay with having these boundaries and I don't really give a SHIT what you think about it. And knowing that even though it might disappoint other people that you are perfectly okay with that because at the end of the day, it's not about other people and it's not some selfish, self-centered way of looking at it. It's quite literally walls and barriers that you have to have in place in order to not be completely drained each and every single day. So if we were to all sit back and think of our childhood, I'd bet you can remember your parents telling you no probably a time or two. And each time that two-letter word left their mouth and pierced your ears all at once, I would say the somatic sensation spread across your body. You stood there dumbfounded and your heart sunk into the lowest part of your belly. And I've always hated the word no. In fact, when someone tells me no, paradoxically enough, I want it even more than before. Now, as a former people pleaser or for layman's terms, doormat, it's even harder to tell someone no than it is to hear it. But why such a reaction to being told no? If I want something, I want it right now and I don't want to hear anything less than a yes. But alas, could our parents have been protecting us from something all along? Were they just selfish a-holes or was the word no something that we really needed to hear? And I guess it all depends on the situation. But the real question is this. Has your inability to say no, demolish your boundaries, obliterated your limits, and left you feeling run dry? I'd put good money on the fact that we've all experienced this a time or two. This whole time we thought that getting what we want, feeling comfortable all the time, and living a life full of pleasure was the key to being truly happy. I mean, that's what society tries to tell us every day at least. And I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but whoever told you that lies. Having the courage, the bravery, hell, the mere strength that it takes to remain autonomous is bolder, more authentic, and fearless than any gluttonous fulfillment you believe you'll experience from that 24-7 satisfaction. Now I've got to say, Brene Brown said it best when she said, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, 
even when we risk disappointing others. So what you're saying is that loving myself doesn't mean giving in to countless ridiculous requests, saying yes when I want to say no, and allowing toxic individuals in my life, even when they're energy vampires? To that, I would say hells to the yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Setting boundaries means saying no so often that it feels like you're beating a dead horse. Sorry to my horse lovers. It means putting your own feelings before others and it also equals it also equals to running how someone makes you feel through your nervous system filter per se and actually listening to it for once in your life. Why do you always respect how someone else feels over what your internal body systems are screaming from the rooftops about? Why are you ignoring that? That feeling, that innate intrinsic feeling that's telling you that something just isn't sitting right. Childhood trauma, anyone? I know that's my situation. So there's definitely a lot to unpack here, but let's start with a few basic ways that your boundaries are weaker than your mama's eyebrow line. From there, we can work on what growing some kahunas actually looks like and how your entire life will benefit from a few small changes and some affirmations sprinkled in there as well. So example A, your best friend from high school really needs your help finishing something for her upcoming wedding. She knows you're swamped with trying to juggle work, softball practice with the kids. You're trying to actually have time to cook dinner for once instead of going through the McDonald's drive through Even having some alone time with your husband would be nice, right? But as usual, she needs your help anyways. Let me pause right here and say this first. There's nothing wrong with helping a friend in need. In fact, if you're like me, flying in as a superwoman can feel exhilarating. And it feels really good to give to others. That's not a bad thing. And as someone who recently got married, I personally can empathize with this friend of yours. Weddings are not for the lighthearted. In fact, it's giving meltdowns, mood swings, and outbursts, and now I think I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> it was a lot getting married, so I can definitely resonate with that friend. But on the flip side, in this scenario, this particular friend is a repeated offender and has known you quite long enough to understand your martyr ways. And you've tried explaining to her that you have way too much on your plate, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed out, you don't know how you're managing it all, but she continues to push just enough that she begins to manipulate you to, into feeling guilty. And then all of a sudden you find yourself at Hobby Lobby, four feet deep in fake flowers and table settings. So number one, you are not, listen in, you are not responsible for sacrificing your own peace for the sake of others. If you do not have time for something because you genuinely cannot and will not have the energy or the resources to complete the task, then you've got to speak up for yourself. You have to. If you take a moment and you ask yourself what you're really capable of and work within those limits, you actually create trust not only within yourself but with your friend as well. Have respect for yourself and do what's best for your family. Sometimes it's okay to be selfish, especially if your track record looks more like giving than it does taking. Communicate your limits very clearly to this person. If they are, in fact, a true friend, quote unquote, they're going to understand that. And you might piss them off, but in this case, it's okay. You've got to just let them have their temper tantrum that they're going to have about the whole situation and let them work through those emotions. Let them 
deal with it and you're going to learn exactly who your real friends are because I can promise you that people that are actually your real friends are going to understand and respect your boundaries and it might not be easy at first they might take it personal they might be like why is she acting like this what did I do wrong she's being self-centered blah 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 it doesn't matter if they're truly concerned they'll come to you and they'll be very straightforward and ask hey what's going on why are you canceling all the time why can you not help here why can you not do that And then that's where the communication really comes in and you just sit down with this person and you go over it and work through it and you move on and that just maybe they learn something from you. Maybe they learn how to respect their own boundaries and maybe they start to take inventory and really see where they're lacking in their own lives of having good, strong, healthy boundaries because maybe they give way too much to a certain family member or they say yes to everything Or they commit to all these different projects that they really do not have the mental capacity to handle. You never know whose life you're going to touch by just being authentic and true to yourself and what you need. Because you've taken action and you've done these things and you have decided to be responsible for your own inner peace. And not just trying to shrink yourself. Finding out who your real friends are is worth its weight in gold. So don't ever sacrifice that inner peace out of fear of making others uncomfortable with protecting your boundaries. Now, example B, you've charted out your goals for a shift in your lifestyle changes, and you've decided that you'd like to eat in a calorie deficit for the next six weeks because maybe you want to potentiate maximum fat loss or you want to gain muscle, whatever that goal looks like for you. You've established your macros. You've hired a personal trainer, which is uber expensive if you get a good one, by the way. You've bought all the groceries and now you find yourself going through the drive-thru because you're craving ice cream. Now, there are literally so many parts to this, but let me make it stupid simple. You can eat ice cream during a calorie deficit. This is not the part of the podcast where I'm going to bash people who've decided to eat ice cream or eat chocolate cake or eat whatever because they're trying to make lifestyle changes. It has nothing to do with that. There are no bad foods and I repeat this constantly because I feel like there's such a disconnect and there's too much of a black and white type mentality when it comes to the way that we consume our foods. The bigger picture in all of this in this scenario is that you decided to make a commitment to yourself And it really has nothing to do with the ice cream. Facts are facts though. You've already eaten your macros for the day. You're maxed out there. And now you're left with this huge choice. Your brain is shouting to inhale the ice cream because it doesn't like how uncomfortable being disciplined is making it feel. So the fastest way to fix that is obviously in the drive-thru at that point. Number two, just because you want something doesn't mean that you should have it. Creating boundaries and saying no isn't just limited to the way that you communicate that to others. What about yourself? If you've established valid reasons for why this lifestyle change is substantial for your health, your mindset, your long-term success, then what makes you think that going against your plan is going to deliver the results that you're looking for? You can't continue to put the same exact ingredients into the same recipe and expect different results. That's not going to happen. If you keep making something the same exact way, 
It's not going to turn out any differently. And that's the part that you're so upset and frustrated about. That's the part that keeps you awake at night and that you keep journaling about is that you're so tired of starting over every single day. So why are you putting yourself in a position to go against that commitment that you've made with yourself? It's because your boundaries suck. Your boundaries aren't strong enough. You haven't subconsciously decided that this is going to be a part of your lifestyle now. And because of that, your boundaries haven't shifted towards that as well. Now, from a nursing perspective, there's a deeper reason why your body is craving sugar. You're more than likely really needing magnesium. Your hormones might be unbalanced. You might be really stressed out. So many different things. But I can promise you it has nothing to do with anything that's life or death enough to eat food that will leave you feeling regretful and angry because this is a common road that you keep finding yourself on whenever you've let your boundaries crumble. Saying no is about discipline. It's about withholding those pleasures of now for the rewards of later. And that is the part of your system that's going to change everything. It's all about your systems. That crucial part in the last podcast episode we talked about making choices, this is your choice. You are the average of your top five habits. Create that habit of telling yourself no, even when all you want to say is yes. And over time, it's just going to get easier. It's just going to be a part of who you are. Just because you have a knee-jerk reaction that I need this ice cream right now doesn't mean that you actually need it. Those might be the thoughts that are translated into your brain, but that doesn't actually mean that that's what's true. You've more than likely created a habit of wanting to constantly be comfortable. So when something pops into your brain, you got to do it right now. That's not true. Give yourself some time. You might have a craving. Give it 10 minutes. Go read a book. Go for a walk. Go plant in a garden. I don't care. Go for a swim. Distract yourself. And then if you still really want that thing, whatever it is, if it's an ice cream or whatever, then maybe you just say, you know what, for today, this is what it's going to look like. There's something bigger going on and I'm going to look deeper into that. But you have to put into plan different steps that you're going to take in order to be successful and every day you're not going to be perfect that's absolutely not going to happen you have to create that habit of telling yourself no that is an important part of being disciplined enough to challenge the parts of your brain that want to make life easier for you but easier doesn't always equate to getting those results that you're looking for It's going to be easier to push past those impulse decisions that lead you right back to square one once you go through and establish the fact that, okay, I'm not going to do this right out the gate. I'm going to tell myself, no, I'm going to have those boundaries strong enough within myself because I know that I deserve better than this. And I'm the first person that needs to hear it. I'm the first person that needs to see that. I want to make myself proud. I want to quit letting myself down. I know what I deserve. And my brain's not going to mislead me today. Maybe tomorrow, maybe in a few days, maybe in a month, but not today. I'm going to wait till tomorrow. And then if I still want that ice cream, that's the first thing you should eat. (laughs) Just get it out of the way if you really need it and want it that bad. But there's a pretty good chance you're going to forget about it. There's a pretty good chance that you're not going to want it tomorrow. Don't give in to your wants and your needs that you have right now today because you're not trading yourself for success. You're trading yourself to just be comfortable 
and nothing grows in your comfort zone. So example C, you're at a family gathering and you see her. It's Nana. You feel that shiver shoot up your back and it makes your neck hair stick straight up. It's crazy. I wonder what she will comment on this time. Wow, you've definitely gained some weight since I last saw you. You're not on that diet anymore. Or my personal favorite, your skin is really breaking out. Did you start eating dairy again? Now, I wish I could say I just made those statements up, but literally my grandmother has said those things to me, which is why I can speak from experience when I say this. It does not matter who that person is family or not, you have the power and you have the right to leave a situation. If someone is making you feel uncomfortable by disrespecting your boundaries, you do not have to be a part of that. Okay. Number three, saying no is your greatest act of self-love because allowing anyone, and I mean anyone, to talk down to you regardless of their blood relation, where they serve in your church, or whom they met once in the grocery store parking lot is a clear violation of your boundaries. Boundaries are there to serve, to protect you, to guide you, and to provide structure to your life that would otherwise be sucked dry by the insecurities, the doubts, and the negative self-talk that is projected onto you by other people. You might fear being disliked or shunned from your family circle, but how do grandma's comments make you feel? Hmm? Probably not much better. I'm a huge proponent, by the way, for the I don't give a F what other people think of me type mentality. I love walking in that. But at the same time, what sort of example are you setting for your little ones when you allow others to speak towards you in a way that you wouldn't even want to speak to yourself? Or maybe you already struggle with those thoughts and those feelings and hearing it outside of you is only confirming that cognitive dissonance. You know that talking to yourself that way is bad. You know that listening and taking it from other people is bad, but yet you're allowing yourself to just be at the mercy of other people's thoughts and feelings. I don't think so. So the next time that anyone decides that they'd like to put their two cents in and make unwanted comments about your temple of a God-given body, clearly, and if you can contain yourself now, kindly inform them that you will no longer be allowing commentary about your body and that if they don't stop, you'll be leaving immediately. You do not have to subject yourself to that sort of treatment. You deserve better than that. It's not a threat. It's a warning. And it's you creating space for that boundary that I would guess is long overdue. There's a really good chance, especially if it's from family, that you've been putting up with this shit for a long time and it's time to stop it. It doesn't matter if it's your brother or your sister or your mom or your uncle, I don't care. Cut it off. Shut it down. It doesn't need to be happening. It's not right. It is not and was never your job to shrink yourself to fit into places that you've outgrown. Family is family, but you've got to trust your intuition. And you need to have confidence in knowing that respecting yourself is a new boundary that you're not willing to compromise on. And over time, you're going to watch the people around you begin to reflect that level of respect back onto you. Boundaries are the blueprint for how people should treat you. You are giving them a beautiful painted Mona Lisa picture of what it looks like to be in your life, to be a part of your space. You're teaching them that. They are your your students. Make that an important part of your life and prioritize it. Now I want to wrap this all up with a pretty bow. 
setting boundaries and saying no isn't going to feel great in the beginning. It's not this natural movement for you yet. You've pushed it so far away that it can't possibly be just something that you just switch over and everything's going to be perfect and fine and dandy. But the more that you do it, the easier it's going to get. Your parents probably told you no when you wanted to go see a movie at 10 o'clock on a school night or when you wanted to spend the night at Sarah's house, when you know damn well you were going to see that guy you were talking to behind their back. And sure, hearing no felt bad, felt crappy, but it was what you needed to hear in that moment. It protected you. Let's face it, who knows what sort of cooties Drew had? I mean, honestly. Similarly, telling others no, or even your own brain, might feel like you're taking a walk down that cringy teenage road again. But these no's are coming from love and they have to be said. And at the core of this issue, there's something deeper that you're struggling with. It's bigger than the boundaries. It all had to start somewhere. There is a rhyme and reason to why you feel like your boundaries don't matter. Your space doesn't matter. You don't deserve it. You're not worthy. All of that started somewhere and you have to really dig deeper and figure out what that is and what that looks like. And if you're not already in therapy, you should try it out because it's freaking amazing and you're going to heal a lot of the baggage and the crap. So maybe when you were younger, your needs didn't matter or summer get-togethers were always just full of judgmental family members and it's just part of your tradition in your family. Who knows? But the truth behind it though is this, that you have the choice to either allow this type of behavior or rebuke it completely. That's your choice. And a side note, I just want to add that this does not mean that you have the right to treat people like trash. It doesn't mean that if someone needs help, then you don't help them. If they need help and you can give it, it's not outside of of what you're capable of at that moment to help them in the way that they're asking you, then help them. People are still human beings and so are you. You're going to need help sometimes. Don't think that boundaries means that you live in a self-centered bubble where the world revolves around your ego. That's not it at all. Boundaries are about honesty. They're about transparency and communication all of your relationships, including the one and most importantly, the one that you have with yourself. Take a moment and write out some new boundaries you'd like to have moving forward. And I know this can be difficult, especially for moms, because we feel like we have to just give everybody everything all the time. But I say this so many times, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You just can't. It doesn't matter if you're a mom or if you're the main caregiver for your own mom or if you have a very stressful job where compassion fatigue and compassion burnout and just burnout in general is super common. You deserve to respect yourself enough to have boundaries in place that are so normal that people know what to expect when they interact with you. That even you know what to expect when you're interacting with life. I mean, it's just, it's common sense. You cannot give to others when there's nothing left. That is how chronic stress and inflammation and the root cause of any health problem in this planet or on this planet, how it starts is by us putting ourselves last, continuing to give and 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 get nothing back. Start with just one boundary, one new boundary that you like to have moving forward and then stick to it consistently. And once you get that figured out and it just flows and it's fluid, 
start adding other ones. Boundaries are the greatest way that you can show yourself love because there's not a single person on this planet that's worth sacrificing your mental or your emotional health for. And I want to end with, instead of a question, some really beautiful affirmations that you can tell yourself in these moments where you feel like you've forgotten why you even started setting these boundaries. Okay, you have to remember why the why behind these boundaries, why you're saying no, and why giving yourself the love you've always deserved means so much right now. So a few of these affirmations. Number one, if something does not align with my boundaries, I have the freedom to walk away. Number two, boundaries are to protect my peace, my mental health, and my space. Number three, I am brave, worthy, and deserving of the love I desire. Number four, I am stronger than my cravings that do not align with my goals. And this could be cravings of anything. It doesn't just have to be food. Try to figure out how that that one affirmation is true in your own life. Maybe you have a craving with money. Maybe you have a craving with a person. Maybe you have all these different things that are truly weaknesses to your own core values and your morals and you keep giving in. And you notice that your boundaries are crumbling around you. Let that mean something for you in that way. It doesn't have to always mean food. So number five is saying no right now is voting yes to what I desire later. I'm putting off the things that I immediately impulsively want right now because I know that if I do, I'm going to get that thing that's way off in the distance that I keep talking about and I keep pushing away. I'm going to get that. That's what I want. The time is going to pass anyways, and that's what I want. Number six, I have the right to refuse to pour from an empty cup. I have that right. I deserve that. It's okay. I will not pour from an empty cup. It doesn't matter if you're family. I don't care how long I've known you. It doesn't matter that we went to school together or your mom knows my mom. I don't care. A no is a no, and I have good reasons, and this is why. You're going to go back to that list and you're going to read it and you're going to know. And then these are the different boundaries that you are going to put into place. And it's going to mean something because you know exactly why you're refusing to pour from that empty cup. Number seven, my voice and my needs matter. So guys, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hopefully it it helped you to realize that maybe you've got some boundaries that you really haven't put into place maybe you talk about all the time but then at the end of the day you keep giving in you keep letting people walk all over you you got to stop doing that remember to be intentional be brave be bold and ask yourself what if i fly bye if you loved what you listened to here leave a review and don't forget to hit that follow button so you never miss out on new podcast episodes until next time